Hello everyone, um, I know you're probably wondering why I'm posting on a Sunday instead of a Saturday, um, I just wanted to do a little extra reading, I might even do two chapters, but, um, yeah, let's get started. Hi everyone, and we, now we are going to read chapter 14 of warrior cats um, into the wild. The cold air chilled Firepaw's bones as blackness wrapped itself around him. He could hear nothing and his nostrils were filled with musty scent of damp earth. Out of nowhere, a brilliant ball of light flared in front of him. Firepaw ducked his head, screwing up his eyes against the glare. The light shone, dazzling coldly like a star, then it blinked out disappearing as quickly as it had come. The darkness fell away, and Firepaw found him found himself in the forest. He felt com- comfortable by the familiar smells of the woods. He breathed the, in the moist green scents, and calmness flowed through his body. Without warning, a dreadful no- noise burst from the trees. Firepaw's fur bristled. It was the screeching of terrified cats racing out of the bushes up ahead. Firepaw recognized their thunderclan pelts as they fled past him. He stood rooted to the spot, unable to move. Then came great cats, huge dark warriors, their eyes glittering cruelly. They thundered toward him, pounding the earth with massive paws, their claws unsheathed. And out of the shadows, Firepaw heard a he- heard a high, desperate cry filled with grief and rage. Graypaw. Firepaw woke, horrified. His dream vanished, leaving his ears ringing and his fur standing on end as he opened his eyes. Eyes. He saw some the face of Tigerclaw appearing into the den. Firepaw leaped to his feet, instantly alert. Something wrong, Firepaw? asked Tigerclaw. Just a dream, Firepaw mumbled. Tigerclaw gave him a curious look, then growled, wake the others, we leave shortly. Outside the den, the sky glowed with a new dawn, and dew sparkled on the ferns. It would be a warm day since warm day once the sun was up, but the early morning dampness reminded Firepaw that the time of leaf fall was not far off. Firepaw, Graypaw, and Ravenpaw quickly gulped down the herbs that spotted leaf paw. Spotted leaf. Wait. <laughs> Quick, they quickly gulped down the herbs that spotted leaf had given them. Tigerclaw and Blue Star sat w- watching them, ready to leave. The rest of the camp was still asleep. Ugh, Gra- complained Graypaw. I knew they'd be bitter, but why? Why couldn't we eat a fat, juicy mouse instead? These herbs will keep your hunger at bay longer," answered Blue Star, "and they will take. They will make you strong. We have a long journey ahead of us. Have you eaten yours late? Uh, yours already?" Firepaw asked. "I cannot eat if I'm going to share dreams with Starclan, the Moonstone tonight," replied Blue Star. Firepaw felt his head paws tingle when he heard these words. He was itching to begin the journey. With the dawn's light and the familiar voices, the terror of his dreams had left him. All that reminded was the memory of the bright, brilliant of the bright, brilliant light, 
in Blue Star's words, sent a renewed thrill of excitement through his, through him. The five cats made their way through the through the made their way through the gorse tunnel and out of the camp. Lionheart was returning with a patrol. Safe journey. Safe journey. He meowed. Blue Star nodded. Nodded. I know I can't. I can trust you to keep them safe. The camp safe. She answered. Lionheart looked at Gray Paul and dipped his head. Remember, he meowed. You are almost a warrior. Don't forget what I have to ta- what I have taught you. Gray Paul looked back at Lionheart with affection. With affection, I will always remember Lionheart. He mewed, nudging his head against the tabby's broad golden flank. They retraced their route to four trees. They retraced their route to four trees. This was the quickest way to pass into Wind Clan territory. High stones lay beyond. As Firepaw pounded down the side of the glade toward the great rock, he could still smell the scents of of last night's gathering. He followed the others through the grassy clearing and up the slope on the other side onto Windclan's territory. The bushy slope became steeper as they climbed and rockier until the cats had leaped from boulder to boulder up the side of the craggy cliff face. Firepaw paused when they reached the top ahead of them. The ground flattened out into a wide plateau. The wind blew in a steady gust that rippled the grass and bent the trees. The soil was stony, an outcrops, an outcropping of bare rock dotted with the landscape here and there. The air still carried the sense of wind clan, but they were st- they were stale. Much fresher and more alarming were the pungent markings of Shadow Clan warriors. All clans are entitled to safe passage to the Moonstone, but Shadow Clan seems to have no respect for the warrior warrior code anymore. So be alert, warned Blue Star. We mustn't hunt outside our territory, though. We'll follow the warrior warrior code even if Shadow Clan doesn't. They set off the plateau across the plateau as the sun rose into the sky. Following the tracks th- through the heather, Firepaw had grown used to living under a canopy of trees. Without their shade, his flaming colored pelt felt heavy and hot, and his back seemed to burn. He was thankful for the steady breeze blowing from the forest behind. Suddenly, Tigerclaw stopped dead. Watch out! He hissed. I smell Shadow Clan patrol. Firepaw and the others lifted their noses. Sure enough, the scent of Shadow Clan warriors traveled on the wind. They are upwind. They won't know where we are. Where we are here. If we keep going, go, moving, meowed Blue Star. But we must hurry. If they if they move ahead, they'll detect us. It's not far from the edge of Wind Clan territory now. They moved on quickly, leaping over rocks, pushing their way through the sweet-smelling heather. Every every few steps, Firepaw sniffed the air and glanced over his shoulder on the lookout for the Shadow Clan patrol. But gradually, the odor grew fainter and fainter. They must have turned the other turned back. He thought with relief. Finally, they reached the edge of the uplands. This landscape changed dramatically, shaped and all altered behind the recognitions of two legs. 
wide earth tracks crisscrossed green and golden meadows, small woods dotted the land, and the two-legged nests were scattered here and there along the fields. In the distance, Firepaw saw a familiar wide gray path, and an acid tang that stung his throat drifted on the breeze. Is that the thunder path? he asked Graypaw. Yes, replied Graypaw. It tur- it runs up from the Shadow Clan territory. Can you see high stones behind it? Firepole looked at the at the distant horizon. The land rose sharply up to point, jagged and barren. Do we have to come across the thunder path? Do we have to cross the thunder path then? Yep, me Graypaw. His voice was strong and confident, almost cheerful as as he faced the difficult journey. Come on, Blue Star meowed. She bounded forward. We can we can be there by moonrise as long as we keep up the pace. Firepaw f- followed her with the others down the hill away from the bleak haunting grounds of Wind Clan into the lush t- two-leg territory. Keeping near the hedges, the cats walked on walked on. Once or twice Firepaw could smell the prey prey scent from the bushes, but Spodleaf's herbs had succeeded in taking the edge of off his hunger. The sun was still hot on his back, even in the shadows of the hedge hedge hedgerows. They skirted a two legged nest. It stood on a wide expanse of hard white stone, with smaller nests around the edges. Keeping low, the cats crept past the fence that surrounded the white stone. A sudden bark bar- bar- bra- I don't know that of barking and snarling made sp- made them spin around. Dogs! Firepaw's heart missed a beat. He arched his back furbishly from nose to tail. Tigerclaw peered through the fence. It's alright. They're tied up, he hissed. Firepaw looked at the two dogs scrabbling on the stone, barely ten tail lengths away. They were nothing like the pampered pets that lived in the gardens of the tulips. These creatures stared at him with wild, killing eyes. They strained at them, their ties and reared up on their hind legs. They growled and barked, their lips drawn back to reveal huge teeth until the shout of an unseen two-leg silenced them. The, ca- the cats moved on. The sun was beginning to sink by the time they reached the thunder path. Blue Star signaled to them to stop and wait beneath the hedge. His eyes throat stinging from the fumes. Firepaw watched as, as as the great monster flashed to and fro in front of them. We'll go one at a time, meowed Tigerclaw. Ravenpaw, you first. No, Tigerclaw, Blister interrupted. I will go first. Don't forget, this will be the first time time of, the, of crossing for the apprentices. Let them see how it is done. Firepaw stared at his leader as he, she padded to the edge of the thunder path and looked up and down. She waited calmly as the as one monster after another flew past her, ruffling her fur. Then, when she when the ear splitting roar paused for a moment, she raced across the other side. Off you go, Ravenpaw. Now you've seen how it's done. Meow, Tigerclaw. Firepaw saw Ravenpaw's eye, eyes widen with fear. He knew just how his friend felt. He could smell his own fears and the small black cat crept forward to the edge of the road. It was quiet, but Ravenpaw hesitated. Go, his tower called from the edge. 
Firepaw saw Ravenpaw's muscles tighten as he prepared to run. Then the ground began to tremble beneath his paws. A monster sped out of the distance and hurtled past. The black cat shrank back for a moment, then pelted over to join Blue Star. A monster coming in the other direction threw dust up where his paws had had been just a heartbeat before. Firepaw felt his fur shiver, and he took a step. He took a deep breath to calm himself. Graypaw was lucky. A long lull let him across safely. Then it was Firepaw's turn. Go on then, growled Tigerclaw. Firepaw looked from Tigerclaw to the center path and then walked out from beneath the hedge. He waited at the edge, as Blue Star had done. A monster was rushing toward him. Firepaw looked up at the uh, the approaching monster. After this one, he saw it and waited for it to pass. Suddenly, his heart lurched as he realized that the monster had veered off off the center path and was bumping along the grass. It was heading straight for them. Two leg was jeering from an open opening in its side. <laughs> Firepaw leaped backward, claws out, batter, battered by the storm of storm of wind from the two leg monster as it roared past him. Only a whisker away, he crouched trembling in the dirt and stared as it swerved back onto the path and disappeared into the distance. Through the roaring blood in his ears, Firepaw realized that the thunder path was quiet again, and he raced across, running faster than he had ever done in his life. I thought you were you were fresh kill, cried Graypaw as Firepaw cannoned into him, almost knocking him over. Me too, Firepaw gasped. He was try- he was trying to stop shaking. He turned back to watch Two Leg, to watch Tiger Claw dart over the path toward them. Two legs, he spat as he arrived at the other side. Do you want to do you want to rest before we go on? Blue Star asked Firepaw. Firepaw looked up at the looked up at the sun. It was low in the sky. No, he answered. I'm okay. But he had leaped so frantically out of the monster's way that his claws felt frayed and tender. The cats carried on. With Blue Star in the lead, the earth was darker on this side of the thunder path, and the grass felt coarser under Paul. As they approached the foot of high stones, the the grass gave way to bare rock rocky soil dotted with patches of the heather the land had sloped up now toward the sky craggy rocks atop the slope blazing orange in the sun blue star stopped once more she chose a sun warmed rock to sit upon flat and wide enough for all five cats to rest side by side look she meowed tilting her nose toward the dark slope before the them mother mouth. Firepaw peered upward. The glare of setting sun blinded him, and the slope was engulfed in shadow. The cats waited in silence. Gradually, as the sun gro- dropped down beside behind high stones, Firepaw began to make out the cave entrance, a square black hole that yawned yawn dark, dark darkly beneath a stone archway. We'll wait here until the moon is higher, meowed Blue Star. You should hunt if you are hungry and then get some rest. 
Firepaw was pleased to have a chance to find food. He was starving now. Graypaw clearly felt the same and leaped away into a clump of heather. Following the prey scent that was thick in the air, Firepaw and Ravenpaw followed him. Tigerclaw set off in the opposite direction, but Blue Star remained where she was. She sat still, silent, gazing unblinkly at Mother Mouse. The three apprentices gathered plenty of fresh kill. With Tigerclaw, they crouched on the stony hillside and feasted. But in spite of their easy hunt, no cat said much, and the air still felt thick with tension and, and anticipation. Afterward, the cats rested in, beside their leader until the warmth had seeped out of the rock on which the on which they lay in cold black shadows reached up on all sides. Only then did Lucer call out, Come on, it is time. And that is the end of chapter 14. We're going to take a short break and come back and read chapter 15. I see you guys survived um, the short break. Um... Now we will be reading chapter 15. Blue Star stood and began to pad toward Mother Mouth. Tiger Claw walked beside her, matching her strides step for step. Come on, Ravenpaw, called Graypaw. Ravenpaw was still sitting on the rock, staring up at the, ro- staring up at the rocks. At, at Graypaw's mew, he stood and began to follow. Firepaw realized his friend had hardly said a word the whole journey. Is he just worried about ShadowClan, or is there something else troubling him? Firepaw wondered. It took the cats only a few moments to catch to reach Mother Mouth. Firepaw stood on the threshold and peered in star- inside. The blackness beyond the stone archway was darker than the cloudiest night. Firepaw narrowed his eyes trying to see where the tunnel led, but he couldn't see a thing. Beside him, Graypaw and Ravenpaw craned their heads nervously around the entrance. Even Tigerclaw seemed unsettled by the black hole ahead of them. How will we find our way out? How will we find our way in such a darkness? He asked. I will know the way, answered Blue Star. Follow my scent. Ravenpaw and Graypaw, you will remain on guard outside. Firepaw, you will accompany me and Tigerclaw to the Moonstone. Excuse me. Firepaw felt a thrill jolt through him. What an honor. Firepaw glanced sideways at Tigerclaw. The warrior sat with his chin boldly raised, but Firepaw could detect a suitable fierce scent coming from him. It grew stronger as Blue Star stepped forward into the blackness. Tigerclaw shook his head, shook his mighty head, and patted after Blue Star. With a brief nod to the other princes, Firepaw followed. Inside the cave, his eyes still detected nothing. The complete and utter blackness felt strange, but he was surprised to find that he wasn't frightened. His eagerness to discover what lay ahead was stronger. The cold, damp air reached through his thick fur and into his bones, stiffening his muscles. Even the coldest nights did not hold the same chill as the air here. 
the ground has never known the warmth of the sun, saw Firepaw, feeling the rock smooth like ice between his between his paws. Freezing air filled his lungs with each breath until he felt lightheaded. He followed Blue Star and Tiger Claw through the darkness, judging his way from by scent and feel scent and feel alone. Oh, they were walking along the tunnel that sloped down and down, widening first one way and then the other. Firepaw's whiskers brushed the side of the cave, telling him where to walk and where and where to turn. Guys, I was just thinking, when I think of lightheaded, that's kind of like um, me thinking about like sucking in helium. And don't try this to your cat because it might kill it. But I wonder what would happen if you gave helium to a cat. Would his meow be like, Meow. or is it like really weird? But yeah, anyway. His nose told him that Blue Star and Tiger Claw were only a tail length ahead of him. On and on they went. How far have we come? Firepaw wondered. Then he felt a tingle in his whiskers. The air in his nostrils seemed fresher than before. He sniffed again, relieved to smell the familiar world above him. He could smell Pete. Could smell Pete and pray. I don't know. <laughs> and then the scent of Heather. There must be a hole somewhere in the roof of the tunnel. Where are we? He he mewed into the darkness. We have entered the cavern of the Moonstone, came Blue Star's soft reply. Wait here. It will be moon high soon. Firepaw folded his hind legs under him on, on the chilly stone floor and waited. He could hear the steady breathing of Blue Star and the more rapid, fierce panting of Tiger Claw. Suddenly, in a flash... More blinding than the setting sun, the cave was lit up, and Firepaw's eyes were wide open after the blackness of the tunnel. He closed them quickly against the cold, white light. Then slowly, he opened them into tiny slits and peered ahead. He saw a gleaming, he saw a gleaming rock which glittered as if it were made out of countless dewdrops, the moonstone. Firepaw looked around in the cold light reflected from the stone. He could make out the shadowy edges of the high roofed cavern. The moonstone rose up from from the middle of the floor, three tailings high. Blue Star was staring upward, her her fur bleached white in the glow of the moonstone. Even Tiger Claw's dark pelt shone silver. Firepaw followed Blue Star's gaze. High in the roof was an opening that revealed a narrow triangle or of the night sky. The moon was casting a beam of light through the hole down and onto the moonstone, making it sparkle like a star. Beside him, Firepaw smote Tiger Claw's fierce and growing till it became, became overpowering. Firepaw felt startled. Could the warriors see something else here? Something dangerous? He saw a flash of movement, felt fur rush past him, and heard the fleeing paw steps of Tiger Claw racing back to the entrance. Firepaw? Blue Star's voice was quiet and calm. I'm still here, he answered. What had frightened Tiger Claw? Blue Star? Firepaw mute again. When she didn't answer, his heart was beating fast, making the blood roar in his ear. It is all right, young warrior. Don't be afraid. Blue Star murmured, her voice calm. 
Her calm voice settled him a little. I think Tiger Claw was surprised by the power of the Moonstone and the world above. Tiger Claw is a fearless and mighty warrior, but down here, where the spirits of Star Clan speak, a cat needs a different kind of strength. What do you feel, Raven? I mean, Fireball. Fireball sniffed the air deeply and forced his body to relax. Only my own curiosity, he admitted. That is good, Blue Star replied. Firepaw looked back at the moonstone. His eyes had gotten used to its light, and he was no longer dazzled. Instead, it soothed him. With a twitch of his tail, he remembered his dream. This was the brilliant ball of light he had seen. Spellbound, Firepaw watched as Blue Star padded up to the stone and lay down beside it. She reached her head forward and touched the moonstone with her nose. Her blue eyes sparkled with its reflection for a moment before she closed them. Now, she rested her head on her paws, her eyelids flickering, paws twitching occasionally. Was she sleeping? Then Firepaw remembered Graypaw's words. New leaders have to sleep near the stone, and as they sleep, they have special dreams. He waited. The chill was not so intense here, but he still but he still found, found himself shivering. He had no idea how much time had passed, but suddenly the rock glo- stopped glowing, cavern was plunged into darkness once more. Firepaw looked up up to the opening of the roof of the cavern. The moon had passed on, out of sight. All that remained were tiny stars sh- shimmering in blackness. Firepaw could just make out a pale shape of his leader, lying beside the moonstone. He wanted to call out her name, but did not dare break the silence. After the endless moments, she spoke to him. Firepaw, are you still there? Her voice sounded remote and agitated. Yes, Blue Star. Firepaw heard Blue Star's paw steps approaching. Hurry, she hissed. He felt her fur brush past him. We must return to camp. Firepaw raced after her, astonished by the speed of which she rushed through the blackness. He followed her scent blindly up the stone tunnel until she led him safely back to the outside world. Tiger Claw was waiting at the opening beside Graypaw and Ravenpaw as Blue Star and Firepaw climbed out of the cave. His expression was cold and his fur was slightly ruffled, but he sat motionless and indignified. Tiger Claw, Blue Star greeted him, but did not mention the warrior cat's flight from the depths. Tiger Claw relaxed a little. What did you learn? We must return to camp immediately, Blue Star meowed briefly. Firepaw saw a look of desperation in his leader's eyes. Now the horror of his dream forced its way back into this memory. The fleeing cats, the great dark warriors, the ear-splitting wail of distress. Firepaw tried to ignore the cold fear that gripped his muscles and followed and followed Blue Star as she and the others raced d- down the part, the dark slope away from Mothermouth. Was his nightmare vision about to come true? Guys, I kind of decided we're going to read three chapters this time. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to take a break right now. Bye. Okay, now let's read chapter 16. They headed back the way they had come. The moon had disappeared behind a bank of clouds. It was dark, but at least the thunder path was quieter now. The only monsters they heard was far off in the distance. 
The cats crossed the path together and pushed their way through the hedge on the other side. Fireball could feel his muscles growing stiff with tiredness as they hurried on. Booster kept up a swift pace with her nose thrust forward and her tail high. Tigerclaw loped beside her. Firepaw followed a few p- paces behind with Graypaw, but Ravenpaw was flagging. Keep up, Ravenpaw, Tigerclaw growled over his shoulder. Ravenpaw flinched and bounded forward until he caught up with Firepaw and Graypaw. Are you okay? Firepaw asked. Yes, Ravenpaw panted, not meeting Firepaw's eyes, just a bit tired. They scrambled down the deep ditch and up the other side. What did Tigerclaw say when he came out of the cave? Firepaw meowed, trying not to sound too curious. He wanted to check what we were that we were still guarding the entrance, replied Graypaw. Why? Firepaw hesitated. Did you say anything strange about him? He asked. Only the damp old cave. Graypaw mewed, looking surprised. He seemed a little edgy, ventured Ravenpaw. He wasn't the only one, Graypaw meowed, looking looking at the black cat. What do you mean, asked Ravenpaw. Just that the fur stands on your neck. Just that the fur on your neck stands up whenever you see him these days, whispered Graypaw. You nearly jump out of your skin when he came out of the cave. He just surprised me, that's all. Ravenpaw protested. You have to admit, it was a little bit bit creepy by Mother Mouth. I suppose so, agreed Graypaw. The cat slipped under a huge and under a hedge into a cornfield that glowed silver in the moonlight and followed the ditch that ran around its edge. So what was it like inside, Firepaw? Graypaw demanded, did you see the moonstone? Yes, I did. It was amazing. Firepaw felt his fur tingle at the memory. Graypaw shot him an admiring glance. So it's true, the rock really does shine underground. Firepaw didn't reply. He closed his eyes for a moment, savoring the image of the moonstone that dazzled his mind. Then pictures from his dream crowded into his head, and his, his eyes shot open. Bluestar was right. They had to get get back to camp as quickly as they could. Ahead, Tigerclaw and Bluestar had leaped through a fence out of the cornfield. The apprentices followed, squeezing under the fence onto a, onto an earth track. It was the path that led past the two-legged nests and the dogs. Firepaw looked up and saw Blue Star and Tiger Cloud trotting tirelessly together, silhouetted against the skyline, t- tinged with red. The sun would be rising soon. Look, he called to Graypaw and Ravenpaw. An unfamiliar cat had jumped out in front of the two two warriors. It's a loner, hissed Graypaw. The three apprentices hurried forward. The stranger was a stout black white tom, shorter than the warriors, but well muscled. This is Barley, Blue Star explained to explain apprentices as they caught up. He lives near this two-legged nest. Hi, meowed the cat, and I haven't seen any of your clan for some moons now. How are you, Blue Star? Well, I'm, I'm well, thank you, replied Blue Star. And you, Barley, how's the prey been running since we last passed this way? Not so bad, replied Barley, with an... An... an 
gleam in his eyes. One good thing about two legs. You'll always find plenty of rats nearby. The black cat and white tom went on. The black and white tom. The black and white tom went on. You seem in more of a hurry than usual. Is everything all right? Tiger Claw looked at Barley. A growl rumbled deep in his chest. Fireball could sense that the warrior was suspicious of the loner's curiosity. I don't like it. I like to be away from my clan too long. Blue Star answered smoothly. As always, Blue Star, you are tied to your clan like a queen to his, her kits, observed Barley, not unkindly. What if you? What is it that you want, Barley? Asked Tiger Claw. Barley flashed him a, a reproachful glance. <coughs> Excuse me. I just wanted to warn you that there are two dogs here now. You'd be safe going, safer going back into the cornfield instead of past the yard. We know about the dogs. We saw them earlier. Tiger Claw began impatiently. We are grateful f- to you for the warning, Inter- interrupted Blue Star. Thank you, Barley. Until next time. Barley flicked his tail. Have a safe journey, he meowed as he bounded away up the track. Come, ordered Blue Star. She, pu- she pushed her way through the long grass between the paths and, and the fence that led them into the cornfield. The three apprentices followed, but Tiger Claw hesitated. You trust the word of a loner, he meowed. Blue Star stopped and turned to face him. Would you rather face those dogs? They were t- they were tied up when we passed them earlier, Tiger Claw pointed out. They may be untied now. We're going this way, meowed Blue Star. She ducked under the fence into the field. Firepaw slipped after her, followed by Graypaw. Ravenpaw and, and finally Tiger Claw. By now, the sun had lifted its head above the horizon. The hedgerows sparkled with dew, promising another warm day. The cats padded along the edge of the ditch. Firepaw looked down into this deep gully, steep-sided and filled with nettles. Firepaw could smell prey scent. There was something familiar about the bitter odor, but it was one he hadn't smelled for a long time. Excuse me. An ear-splitting squeal made Firepaw whip, whip around. Ravenpaw was struggling and clawing at the earth. Something had hold of his leg and was dragging him down into the ditch. Rats, spat Tigerclaw. Barley has sent us into a trap. Before they could react, all five cats were surrounded. Huge brown cats swarmed rats. Huge brown rats swarmed out of the ditch, squeaking shrilly. Firepaw could see their sharp front teeth glinting in the near in the early dawn light. Suddenly, one leaped onto Firepaw's shoulder. A F- uh, fiery pain shot through his shoulder as the rat sank its teeth into his flesh. Another grasped his leg between its powerful jaws. Firepaw fung- flung himself down and writhed madly, trying to shake free. He knew the rats were not as strong as he, as he was, but there were so many of them. Yells, hisses, and spits told him that the others were also being attacked. Firepaw slashed fiercely with his claws, slashing out out, out as a, at a rat that held him on his onto his leg. It let go, but another had one gripping. 
slicing out at the rat help held on to his leg. It let go, but another one gripped his tail. Fast as lightning, pow- powered by fear and rage, Fireball fought and hacked at his attacker- attackers. Twisting his head around, he sank his teeth into the rat that had embedded it embedded itself into his shoulders. He felt the bones of his neck crunch in his mouth and its body go limp before it fell away and onto the dirt track. Guys, um, I don't know if this actually happened. Um, while I was reading, um, I was thinking about other stuff. I don't know if I accidentally was talking about it instead, but, um, sorry if I did. (laughs) Um, sometimes that happens to me. Um, anyway, uh, back to the story. Firepaw gasped with pain as yet another rat leaped onto his back and sank his teeth in, its teeth in. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw a a flash of white fur. For a moment, he was confused. Then he felt the rat being dragged off of him. Firepaw spun around to see Barley fleeing the rodent into the ditch. Without hesitating, Barley glanced around and sprinted over to Blue Star. She was rising on the path, covered in ratch. In a flash, Barley had the spine of one between his teeth and was plucking it off off her with with practiced ease. He spat it onto the ground and grabbed another in its mouth as Blue Star thrashed between between thrash between them. Firepaw rushed over to Graypaw, who was being attacked from both sides by two smaller rats. Firepaw lunged at the nearest one, giving it a bite that left it dead. Graypaw managed, managed to turn and pin down the other with his claws. He grabbed it with his teeth, flung it onto the ditch as hard as he could. It did not come back. They're running away, Tigerclaw yelled. Sure enough, the remaining rats were fleeing down into the safety of the ditch. Firepaw could hear the scrabbling of small paws disappearing into the nettles. The bites in the shoulder and hind legs stung sharply. He looked carefully at his fur and wet and matted with blood. Its sharp tang mingled with the stench of rats. Firepaw looked o- around for Ravenpaw. Graypaw was standing at the edge of the nettles, kneeling encouragingly encouragement as Ravenpaw pulled himself out of the ditch. Muddy and stung, a young rat was still hanging on onto his his tail. Firepaw bounded over and finished it off quickly while Graypaw helped to pull Ravenpaw over the top of the ditch. Now Firepaw looked for Blue Star. He, w- he saw Barley first, standing at the top of the ditch, scanning the depths for more rats. Blue Star was lying on the path nearby. Alarmed, Firepaw dashed to his leader's side. The thick gray fur at the back of her neck was drenched with blood. Blue Star, he mewed. Blue Star did not reply. A furious yowl made Fire- Firepaw look up. Tigerclaw leaped up, leaped on top of Barley and pinned him to the ground. You set us into a trap, he snarled. I don't know the. I didn't know the rats were here. Spat spat barley his paws scrabbling the dust as he struggled to stand up why did you send us this way his tiger claw the dogs the dogs were tied up when we passed them earlier the two legs uh, untie unties them at night the guard they guard his nest barley panted wheezing under the weight of the tiger claw's massive paws tiger claw blue star is injured fireball burst out 
Tiger Claw released Bartley at once. Bartley got up and shook his shook the dust out from his coat. The great warrior bounded over to Blue Star's side and sniffed at her wounds. Is there anything we can do? Fireclaw asked. She is in the hands of Starkman now. Tiger Claw solemnly stepped back. Stepping back. Fireclaw opened his eyes eyes wide with shock. Did Tiger Claw mean that Blue Star was dead? His fur prickled as he looked down at his leader. Is this what the spirits of, at the Moonstar had warned her about? Greypaw and Ravenpaw had joined them and stood beside their leader, horror-struck. Barley hung back, craning his neck to see what happened. What what was happening? Blue Star's eyes were open but glazed, and her bo- gray body lay m- m- motionless. She didn't even appear to be breathing. Is she dead? Whispered Ravenpaw. I don't know. We must wait and see. Replied Tigerclaw. The five cats waited in silence as the sun began to climb and into the sky. Firepaw found himself wordlessly beat, beginning Starkland to protect his leader. Oh, begging Starkland to protect his leader, to send her back to them. Then Blue Star stirred. The end of her tail twitched, and she lifted her head. Blue Star. Meowed Firepaw, his voice trembling. It's all right, Blue Star Raft. I'm still here. I've lost a life, but it isn't. It wasn't my ninth. Joy flooded Firepaw. He looked at Tiger Claw, expecting to see relief on his face, but the dark warrior was expressionless. Right, Tiger Claw meowed in in a commanding tone. Ravenpaw, fetch cobwebs for Blue Star's wounds. Graypaw, find Mary Gold or horse still. The two apprentices dashed away. Barley, I think you should leave us now. Firepaw looked over to the loner who had fought so bravely to help them. He wanted to thank thank him, but under Tigerclaw's fierce gaze, he didn't dare. Instead of speaking, Firepaw gave Barley a tiny nod. Barley seemed to understand, for he nodded in return and left without another word. Lucer was still lying on her dirt track. On the dirt track, is everyone all right? She asked hoarsely. Terraclaw nodded. Ravenpaw came charging back. His left forepaw wrapped in a thick wad of cobwebs. Here, here, he mewed. Should I put them on her wounds? Firepaw asked Terraclaw. Yellow thing showed me how. Very well, agreed Terraclaw. He walked away and scanned the ditch again. His ears pricked for more rats. Firepaw peeled a clump of cobwebs from Ravenpaw's paw and began to press them firmly into Blue Star's wounds. She winced under his touch. If it had not been for Tigerclaw, those rats would have eaten me alive, she murmured, her voice tight with pain. It wasn't Tigerclaw who saved you, it was Barley. Firepaw whispered as he took some more cobwebs from Ravenpaw. Barley? Blue Star sounded surprised. Is he here? Tigerclaw sent him away. Firepaw answered quietly. He thinks Barley sent us into a trap. And what do you think? Firepaw didn't look up, but concentrated on pressing the last bit of cobwebs into place. Barley is a loner. What would he gain by sending us into a trap only to risk rescue us from it he moved eventually Lucer laid down her head and closed her eyes again Grandpa returned with some horsetail 
Firepaw chewed up the leaves and spat the juice on, onto Blue Star's wounds. He knew it would help so- stop infection, but he still wished Spideleaf were here with him, with her knowledge of in of in confidence and healing. We should rest here while Blue Star recovers," announced Tigerclaw, padding up. No, Blue Star insisted. We must return to the camp. Narrowing her eyes in pain, she struggled to her paws. Let's keep going. The Center Clan leader limped along the edge of the field. Tigerclaw walked at her side, her face dark with un. un-, un- I don't know. Thoughts. The princesses exchanged anxious glances and then followed. Followed. It is time. It, it is a long time since I saw you lose a life, Blue Star. Firepaw over her tiger claw, claws whisper, whispered words. How many have you lost now? Firepaw couldn't help feeling surprised at Tiger Claw's open curiosity. That was my fifth, replied Blue Star quietly. Fireball strained his ears, but Tigerclaw did not reply. He patted on, lost in thought. That is the end of chapter 16. Uh, later, well, actually, I'm going to take another break and we'll read chapter 17, and that'll be our last chapter. Bye. Welcome back from the third and last break of this episode. Okay, now we're going to read chapter 17. Sunhai came and went as the as the cast made their way through the Wind Clan's old hunting grounds. Their heavy silence showed that they were still sore after the rat fight. <coughs> Firepaw felt scratched and bitten all over. He could see he could see Graypaw was limping, occasionally hopping on three legs to protect his injured back leg. But it was Blue Star who worried him most. Her pace was even slower, slower now, but she refused to stop and rest. The grim look on her face, clouded by pain, told Firepaw how much she wanted to reach, reach the Thunder Clan camp. Don't worry about Shadow Clan warriors. She mewed through gritted teeth as Tigerclaw paused to sniff the air. You won't find any here today. How could she be so sure? Firepaw wondered, wondered. They picked their way carefully down the steep, rocky hillside that led to four trees, and joined the familiar trail that led home. <coughs> it was late afternoon, and Firepaw began to sink longingly of his nest in a plump helping of fresh kill. I can still smell the stench of Shadow Clan, Graypaw muttered to Firepaw as they trekked through Thunder Clan's hunting grounds. Perhaps the breeze had carried it down from one clan's territory. Firepaw suggested he could smell it too, and his whiskers were trembling. Suddenly, Ravenpaw stopped. Can you hear that? He mewed in a hushed voice. Firepaw strained his ears. At first, he only heard the familiar sounds of forest leaves rustling, a pigeon calling. Then his blood ran cold. In the distance, he heard he could hear battle-hungry yowls and the shrill, shrill squeal of terrified kits. Quickly! Blue Star howled. It is as uh, it is as Star Clan warned me. Our camp is being attacked. She tried to leap forward but stumbled. She pushed herself up and limped onward. Tigerclaw and Firepaw pelted forward side by side. Graypaw and Ravenpaw followed their tail, fur bristled at to twice its usual size. 
Firepaw forgot his soreness as he charged toward the camp. His only concern was to protect the clan. The sounds of battle grew louder and louder, and, uh, and as he neared the camp entrance, and the stench of the Shadow Clan filled his nostrils, he was right behind Tigerclaw as the cats dashed through the tunnel and into the clearing. They were met by the frenzy of fighting Thunder Clan cats, battling fiercely with, furiously with Shadow Clan warriors. The kits were out of sight, and Fireball hoped they were safely hidden in the nursery. He guessed the weakest elders would be sheltering inside of the hollow trunk of the fa- of their fallen tree. Every corner of the camp seemed alive with the warriors. Firepaw could see Frostfur and Goldenflower clawing and biting at a huge gray tom. Even the young tabby queen, Brindleface, was fighting. Though she was very close to kidding, Darkstripe was locked. <laughs> Brindleface was fighting through. She was very close to kidding. Darkstripe was locked in a fierce tussle with a black warrior. Three of the three of the others, Smallier, Patchbelt, and One Eye, were nipping bravely at a Torshell, who fought with twice their speed and curiosity. The returning cats hurled themselves into the battle. Firepaw caught hold of a tabby warrior queen, much larger than him, and sank his teeth in, deep into her leg. She yelled with pain and turned on him, lashing out with sharp claws and lunging at his neck with her teeth bared. <coughs> he twisted and ducked to avoid her bite, but she couldn't match his speed, and he managed to grasp her from behind and pull her down into the dirt. With his strong hind legs, he clawed at her back until she squealed and struggled away from him, running headlong into the thick undergrowth that surrounded the camp. Firepaw glanced around to see that Blue Star had arrived. Despite her injuries, she was fighting to get another tabby. Firepaw had never seen her fight before, but even wounded, she was a powerful opponent. Her victim struggled to escape, but but she held him tightly and clawed him so, him so fiercely that Firepaw knew he would bear the, the the scars of his fight for many moons. Then he saw a white shadow clan cat with jet black paws dragging a thunder clan elder away from the nursery. Firepaw remembered that unusual dark paws from the gathering. Blackfoot. The shadow clan deputy made a quick work of killing the elder who had been guarding the kits and began to reach into the bramble nest with one massive pause. The paw. The kits were squealing and mewling, defending undefended. Now that now as their mo- mothers were wrestled with the another other shadow clan warriors in the clearing firepaw prepared to spring toward the nursery but a claw sliced painfully down his side and he whipped around to see his scrawny tortoiseshell leap on top of him as he slammed as she he slammed into the ground tried to call out to the other th- to the other thunder clan cats that the kits were in danger Fighting with all his strength to escape the tortoiseshell grip, he ridged his head around so he could see the bramble nest. Blackfoot had scooped two kits from their bed already and was reaching for in for a third. Firepaw saw no more no more as the tortoiseshell raked his belly with her hind claws. Firepaw scrabbled onto his feet and crouched low as in defeat. As if in defeat, the trick had worked before and it worked now. As the tortoise shell gripped him triumphantly and began to sink his teeth, her teeth into Firepaw's neck, Firepaw sprang upward as hard as he could and flung the warrior away. Away, he spun. He spun around and was on to, on 
on the winded warrior in an instant. This time, he showed no mercy. He plunging his teeth deep into the cat's shoulder, the bite sent the she-cat the she hollowing into the undergrowth. Firepaw jumped up, dashed over to the nursery, and thrust his head through the nursery entrance. Blackfoot was nowhere to be seen. Inside the nest, crouching over the terrified kits, was Yellowfang. Her gray fur was splattered with blood, and one of her eyes were pain was painfully swollen. She looked up at Firepaw with a furious hiss. Then, realizing it was him, she yelled, They're okay. I'll protect them. Firepaw looked at her as she calmed as she calmed the helpless kits and broken sir's dire warning about the shadow clan rogue flashed through his mind he didn't have time to think about that now he would have to trust yellowfang he nodded quickly and ducked away ducked back out of the brambles there were now only a few sh shadow clan cats left in the camp ravenpaw and graven ravenpaw and graypaw were fighting side by side lashing out at the at the at a black tom until he fled howling into the bushes white storm white storm and dust pup dark stripe chased the last two intruders out of the camp sending them off with a few extra scratches and bites Firepole sat down exhausted and stared around the camp it was devastated blood splattered the cleared and tufts of fur drifted in the dust the surrounding wall of undergrowth was ripped open where the invaders had crashed through had crashed through. One by one, Thunderclan cats gathered beneath the high rock. Graypaw came to sit beside him, his sides heaving and blood trickling from a torn ear. Ravenpaw flopped down and began to lick a wound on his tail. The queens ran to their nursery check on it, to to check on their kits. Firepaw found himself waiting tensely for their return. His view blocked up the other cats, who relaxed then when he heard the squeals and purrs of joy come, coming from the bramble nest. Frost fur wove her way through, back through the, the crowd, followed by Yellowfang. The white queen stepped forward and addressed them all. Our kits are all safe, thanks to Yellowfang. A shadow clown warrior killed Brave, Ro Brave Rosetail and was trying to steal, steal them from their nest, but Yellowfang fought, fought him off. It was no ordinary Shadow Clan warrior either, Firepaw put in. He was determined to let the clan know how much they owed Yellowfang. I saw him. It was a Blackfoot. The Shadow Clan deputy meowed Brindleface, who had fought so bitterly to protect the unborn kits in her swollen belly. There was a stir at the edge of the group as Blue Star limped forward and made her way over to the princess. The her the grave expression on her face was enough to tell Firepole that something was wrong. Spotted Leaf is with Lionheart, she murmured. She he was in, injured in the battle. It looks bad. She turned her she turned her head toward the shadow shadow on the far side of the high rock where the warrior lay a motion a motionless bundle of dusty golden fur. A high-pitched wail rose from Grey Paul's throat, and he raced over to Lionheart. Spotted Leaf, who had been who had been lying over the Thunderclan deputy, steps back to the younger apprentices. Apprentice share. Apprentice share. Wait. For the last time with his mentor, as Grey Paul's howl of of grief echoed around the clearing. Firepaw fur tingled with his, and his blood ran cold. It was the cry he had heard in his dream. 
For a moment, his head swam. Then he gave himself a shake. He had to keep calm, for Graypaw's sake. Firepaw looked at Blue Star, who nodded, and he padded over to join his friend by the high rock. Stopped for a moment beside beside Spotleaf. She looked exhausted and dull-eyed with grief. I can't help Lionheart now, she mewed quietly to him. He is on his way to join Star Clan. She pressed her body against Firepaw's side, and he felt comforted, comforted, comforted by the touch of her warm fur. The other, ca- the other cats looked on in silence as the sun slowly set beside the trees. Finally, Graypaw sat up and cried. He's gone. He lay down again beside Lionheart's body and rested his head on, on it, on his front paws. The rest of the the clan walked silently forward to carry out their own grieving rituals for the beloved deputy. Firepaw joined them. He licked licked Lionheart's neck and murmured, "Thank you for your wisdom. You have taught me so much." Then he sat down beside Graypaw, began to gently groom his friend's ears. Blue Star waited until the other cats had left before padding quietly up. Graypaw didn't even seem to notice his leader's presence. Firepaw looked away as Blue Star spoke her last words to her old friend. Oh, what am I going to do without you, Lionheart? She whispered. Then she limped back to her den and crouched down outside, staring reef-stricken into the distance. She didn't even try to lick her, clean her bloody, matted fur. It was the first time Firepaw had seen her look utterly defeated, and he felt a chill run through him. He sat with Graypaw and Lionheart until moon rose high. Ravenpaw joined him him and together they they kept company with their grieving friend. Tigerclaw strode over and briefly shared tongues with Lionheart. Firepaw waited to hear that what words he would share with his warrior friend, but Tigerclaw re- remained silent as he licked the matted fur. To Firepaw's confusion, the dark tabby's eyes seemed to be fixed on Ravenpaw rather than the fallen deputy. Spotted leaf padded slightly around the camps, tending to the two wounds and battered nerves. Firepaw watched her approach, approach Blue Star twice, but each time the leader sent her away to see the others. Only when Spotted Leaf had attended to the wounds of the other cats did Blue Star allow her to treat her bites and scratches. When she had finished, Spotted Leaf turned and walked back to her den. Lucer stood and slowly hauled herself up on, onto the high rock. The clan cats seemed to have been waiting for her. For her. As soon as, the, as she had settled herself in her usual spot, they began to gather in, in, gather in the clearing below, usually silent and somber-faced. Firepaw and Ravenpaw got stiffly to their paws and joined them, leaving Graypaw behind the, with Lionheart's body. The gray apprentice was still lying with her nose resting against Lionheart's cooling golden pelt. Firepaw guessed, Firepaw guessed Blue Star would ex- excuse Graypaw from the clan meeting this time. It is nearly moon high, mewed Blue Star <coughs> as Firepaw slipped into place next to Ravenpaw. It is time. It is once more my duty, much, much too soon, to name ThunderClan's new deputy. Her voice was tired and cracked with sadness. Firepaw looked from warrior to warrior, 
were all looking expectantly at Terraclaw. Even Whitestorm had turned to watch the dark tabby. From the bold expression on his face and the way his whiskers twitched in anticipation, Tigerclaw seemed to agree with them. Blue Star took a deep breath and continued, I say these words before the body of Lionheart so that his spear may hear and approve my choice. She hesitated. I have not forgotten how one cat avenged the death of Redtail and brought his body back to us. ThunderClan needs this fear, fearless loyal, loyalty even more now. Blue Star paused again and then mewed the name loud and clear. Tigerclaw will be the new deputy of ThunderClan. There was a yell of approval with the loud, loudest voices belonging to Darkstripe and Longtail. Whitestorm sat calmly, his eyes closed, his tail wrapped neatly around him. He was nodding slowly and approvingly. Tigerclaw lifted his chin proudly, his eyes half-closed as he listened to the clan. Then he stalked through the crowd, accepting tributes with the smallest of nods, and then leaping up onto the high rock beside Blue Star. ThunderClan, he yelled, I am honored to accept this position of clan deputy. I never expected to gain such high rank, but by the spirit of Lionheart, I vowed to serve you as best I can. He gravely dipped his head, fixing the crowd with wide yellow eyes, and jumped down from the high rock. Firepaw heard Ravenpaw murmur, Oh no, under his breath beside him. He turned to look curiously at his friend. Ravenpaw's head was hanging low. She should have never have chosen him, he muttered. Are you talking about Tigerclaw? Firepaw whispered. He's wanted. He's wanted to be deputy ever since he took care of Redtail. Ravenpaw mewed. He stopped abruptly. Took care of Redtail. Firepaw echoed. His mind suddenly raced with questions. What did Ravenpaw know? As the gathering had his account of the battle with RiverClan been true, was Tigerclaw responsible for Redtail's death? And that is the end of chapter 17 um, and the end of this episode. Bye.